You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode we'll be talking about Minor Threat, Out of Step. On the line I have Kyle. Howdy. And Jackson. What's up? <laughs> out of Step <laughs> is the sole studio album by American hardcore punk band Minor Threat, released April 1983 through Discord Records. The genre is hardcore punk, and the producer is Don Zentera and Minor Threat. And I'm going to read from the book Tim Scott. The 50-odd minutes of music that Minor Threat released during their all-too-short reign on the busy Washington, D.C. scene of the early 80s etched their place in hardcore punk history. Just as impressive is the fact that with one anthem, the 1981 Straight Edge, they kick-started and provided a name for a worldwide punk rock phenomenon, a lifestyle choice that rallied against the use of drugs, alcohol, and promiscuous sex. The title track on the follow-up album, Outlet Step, is a short and simple reiteration of the themes found in Straight Edge. But the record marks a maturation in the sound and songwriting of volatile vocalist Ian McKay, who, along with drummer Jeff Turner, founded the seminal DC punk label Discord. Indeed, from the first Discord on the opener Betray about the punk kids abandoning their beliefs in order to conform to the ending uh, on the hidden track Cashing In, this is a quantum leap forward. Sure, they were still pissed off. The riffs were still ruckus. But the lyrics to songs such as Sob Story and Look Back and Laugh deal with more personal issues. The addition of the second guitarist, original bassist Brian Baker, switched while Steve Hansgen took over bass duties, tightened up the sound, and provided greater dynamic variation. While the growing straight-edge movement and McKay's reputation as a puritanical firebrand divided some sections of the hardcore scene, the band were not afraid to laugh at themselves. Cashing in pokes fun at the growing rumors of their zealotry. All right, what do we think of Minor Threat Out of Step? I think it's pretty cool. What do you think? <laughs> it's Minor Threat. <laughs> It's Minor Threat. Yeah, I think it's cool. Uh, I've never listened to any albums that Ian McKay um, performs on. Ooh, um, that's going to come into context later on. This one you yeah. can pass on, but man, I'm going to have some words later. Is it Fugazi? Is yep. that what you're talking about? Yep. Yeah. Well, you know what, Birch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never listened to it. Okay. He always just seemed like kind of an insufferable dude. Yeah. Self-admitted. Yeah. And I just... But I love this record a lot. Um, it reminded me a lot of the Circle Jerks, like Group Sex. Yep. Like it's that really good hardcore punk, you know, propulsive, aggressive, like intricate. I like this record a whole bunch. I mean, it has the energy. There's no doubting. There's no distinction. Minor Threat is the energy. Bad Brains was the energy. Black Flag. I, but uh, more than anything is like Minor Threat just uh, propels that that sort of like hardcore scene 
I mean, Black Flag is very introspective. They have they have more. I don't know if you'd say like darker songs or s- sort of um, they have different tempos. But th- this drummer, you know, for <laughs> for Minor Threat is the template for hardcore punk. I'm, yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. So love it or hate it. This became hardcore punk. And like like the the sort of skate punk pop punk kind of beat too for real. Yeah, this is it. I mean, those the every every end line ends with a a, a short fill, uns, 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 like it, it it just yeah, it, it defined it. So I didn't listen to their earlier EPs. I from what I read, they're a little more straight ahead and I don't want to say simple, but I because this is the album where they brought in like a new member, um, where they had two guitarists, right? Uh, yeah. So Brian Baker, who was originally the bassist, he was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm playing guitar. <laughs> yeah. So I got, uh, Steven, uh, Hansgen, uh, joined and played bass, uh, which, which adds a new dynamic. There are just like the song we're listening to right now, that sort of discordant, like on think again, it adds this discordant element that one guitar can be playing the rhythm and another guitar can be not playing the same thing. Whereas on the earlier stuff, it's so straight. It's they didn't have it's that, very straight yeah. ahead. They mm-hmm. couldn't have that. Right. They could record it, but you know, it's everything's following along with something else. Whereas this, you know, I think think again, is actually a really good song to bring that up because the drums aren't just straight ahead. They have a little bit, the yeah. bass bounces around, you know, it's it's a little different. Yeah, I wrote wild bass line next to think again. Yeah. I think he needs new bass strings. <laughs> is that what it is? Uh it sounds like sometimes like it sounds like when that can happen sometimes. I never get new bass strings. I don't know about you, Kyle. <laughs> I, ne- I I never worry about it. <laughs> exactly. I mean I wait as long as oh, I, I wait until this, I break one. This is bass talk. We're all we all have played bass in <laughs> That's right. That's right. Here we are. Bass bros, back again. Bass bros. What kind of strings you guys rocking? <laughs> I don't you remember. Guys boomers. I like those uh, GHS, uh, you know, <laughs> round wound. Uh. It depends on the year. <laughs> I don't remember because I wait so long to change them that by the time I get a new pair <laughs> or a new set, yeah. I don't remember what I bought. Uh, I got into Minor Threat early on. It was high school. When I was in punk, was it your brother into punk? No, no, my brothers didn't weren't into punk. It was definitely my cousin Brooke who, uh, you know, he was into punk stuff. He, I don't, I don't know if he was like, he didn't dress like a punk, but we, you know, he was a year older than me, and you know, he went to a different school, but he kind of brought me into this like fold of, and I would borrow some like punk records and then i think minor threat just happened to be like it's the known band right it's like black flag minor threat and i just started buying hardcore punk albums that you know whatever the people would say you know this is the top one or whatever and uh yeah minor threat just happened to be there and yeah i learned all these songs on guitar it's really fun i mean they're so fast and Awesome. They're very, they're easy. It's like the Ramones. I mean, it's just like you learn every Ramones song. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's fun. I mean, they're very energetic. They're all over the place. So, yeah, I mean, 
kind of like you, Kyle, I, I was never, I mean, I've never honestly been that into hardcore punk. Like, you know, I, all, you know, I've lots of friends who have been, so I've, I mean, I've been around it ever, you know, since I was a teenager for sure. And I don't know why I never really, you know, really ever even tried to really listen to minor threat really that much. I feel like everybody's kind of doing it around me and I didn't really worry about it, but I was super impressed with, uh, with this album. Like the songs are really dynamic in their own way, even though it sounds like this, like, you know, kind of like barrage of, yeah. Um, you know, of, of, of guitar. And like, I think the, the book said a, a volatile, uh, vocal, vocal presence, like, yeah, but it's like, but there's like melody, there's like melodies that you know I didn't really expect to really hear. Um, yeah, I, I read some reviews that talk really about the, the singer like singing against against the music. Yeah, out of step is a perfect example of when yeah. he says, you know, wow, out of totally. step, and it's it has nothing to do with what the song is actually doing because it's you know at, he wants to present out of step of the actual music. It's that kind of stuff to me just. Uh, it's what makes it. It really is what makes it in Black Flag, in Circle Jerks, and in Minor Threat. I think they're so renowned because this stuff is hard to do, and I think it gets dismay, uh, dismissed a lot of times because it's poorly recorded. For the most part, these... Right. I think it's pretty competently recorded, to be I honest. I mean, yes, but... I mean, this compared is, to other bands of their ilk. Yes. No, no. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, when you're comparing it to other hardcore punk bands but it is no you know is not in the fleetwood mac let's spend (laughs) a year recording this and we will no shot a diamond life yeah yeah it just it has a lo-fi quality which is kind of charming in its own way but i think some people hear this and they hear that you know oh the guitar sounds thin and it it it's I just feel like the musicianship of how hard they have practiced to make this music, it doesn't come as cross as crisp because they are literally working with what they have. I mean, that's, that's punk rock. That is, you know, to an extent of, you know, and that's, you know, tying into the DIY uh, ethos of minor threat and yeah. Ian, Ian, Ian McKay's whole career. Yeah. This is like a missing link band for me because I, I, got really into the circle jerks. I got really into black flag, you know, when I was younger, but never, never listened to Fugazi, never listened to minor threat. Ian McKay has produced a lot of albums that I think I like. Um, Oh, absolutely. I mean, discord, anything on discord. Yeah. 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 But I, I was instantly into this record. Um, listened to it several times, which is easy because it's like (laughs) 21 minutes long. (laughs) I listened to it about three times today, like on accident, (laughs) like, yeah, that's my favorite. Is <laughs> Anne oh, was still going? Oh no, it started over like yeah, three times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anne was like, "Oh, I listened to an album like years ago. Yeah, I thought it was good, but I never listened to anything after that." And we we're like, "Uh, that was it. That was the whole. There's nothing after that. That's the discography. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that CD that's forty-seven that minutes that has yeah all their yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of amazing. But there's weird little surprises on this record too. Like it follows shreds and then it ends with whistling. Like, yeah, what is this? What's happening? Uh, I, I really enjoyed the last track. I guess that wasn't like listed officially on the track listing. Nope. Um, so it was really joke. fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, like, he's like talking at the end. 
And I think that's been, yeah, where he's like, we're selling out. We're taking all your yeah, money. Yeah. And I was like, that's been aped a thousand times, but it's still, yeah, still right. pretty awesome. Right. No, everything is so personal on the, it, it and it's so literate. I think that's one of the things they, they have brought to music too is, I mean, when he's talking about Betray, he's talking about, you know, people in the band when it, yep. you know, when it talks about it follows, he's talking about other punks, you know, when he's talking about think again, it's, you know, it's almost these direct people in things around him. And it's very like diss tracks. Yeah, diss tracks. But they they represented uh, the idea of I have my own world. Um this is my point of view. I'm dealing with the things that surround me that I can influence. Um, because I mean, many times it's been dissected and, you know, he didn't want to talk about Reaganism and like all these other like world problems. It, it really does boil down to these like internal ideas about your surroundings. Uh, from what I read, that's different than their previous EPs. Is that true? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. Okay. No, absolutely not. I I've I read that too, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, Straight Edge, Screaming at a Wall, were just a minor threat. I mean, those are all about their own situation. That's what, their that's what you just described. Yeah. I mean, those sets of those songs are about. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't mean, understand that either. I I read that too, and I was like, I guess. I, those are like the only minor threat songs I knew before listening yeah. to this. So, uh, do we want to talk about Straight Edge? The wonderful world of straight edge. Sure. <laughs> sure. So just to like do a primer on straight edge. So Ian at a young age, you know, when he was 12, 13, he started seeing these things like all his, all his peers doing petty crimes, drugs. He saw alcoholism in his own family. Uh, and the real turning point for him. And this is all according to this band could be your life, which is an amazing book. And, uh, I'll have a lot of notes for a lot of bands from that. Uh, but they saw Led Zeppelin and all the, they said it was like an amazing show, like the best show, but they would see all these people just like bombed out and like asleep at the show. And they thought, right. Not for us. Like we're going to be said skateboarding till like 2 AM and playing, like playing music and playing records. Like that is not us. Like we cannot fall into the trap of our, you know, elders, um, so they saw their first punk show in like 1979 with the cramps and they said it was completely dangerous, scary tribal, like Lux was puking on stage and all, you know, they just like blew their minds wide open to, okay, this is it. This is what we're doing. And they just said, screw this. We're underage. Like we can't get into these clubs like the 930 club in DC. They wouldn't let underage kids in. But they had known from going out to Los Angeles and other places that other clubs would let underage people in with X's on their hands. Right. Put the X on your hand. You're an underage person. So he convinced them to do it. To do it. And he said, if any uh, underage people drink, I promise we'll never come back. Obviously, it worked. So they got into these clubs with X's on the hand. And the whole idea about, you know, straight edge. And we're listening to it right now. This is hilarious. Uh, is obviously a rejection of what rock and roll had become, right? Sex, drugs, and drinking, right? So it was like a rejection of just being like, fuck you. 
if we're going to actually even break any molds and do anything different, we're going to have to reject what has been presented to us in the past, which I find fascinating, right? It's it's like saying, actually, punk rock just followed, you know, when I'm looking at Johnny Rotten and when I'm looking right. at Sid Johnny Vicious, Thunders, yeah. Johnny Thunders, you know, they're doing drugs, they're trying to get the ladies, you know, they're trying to you know, booze it up and get drunk and do that. That is, that is rock and roll. And we want to, we want to get away from that. Obviously it got taken to the level of that. The other members in minor threat were like, we want to drink. Like we are not you, Ian. Like Can we you're, party, please? you are, you are saying something that we don't necessarily agree with. And Ian himself was like, yeah, I I didn't mean that you couldn't drink a beer like literally I just meant that, you know, we should think there's better things in life to do than to, you know, get high every night and have no inspiration and not, you know, not do the things you want to do. So that's it for better or worse. I thought it was really interesting. Out of step, uh, this is not a set of rules. I'm not telling you what to do. It was recorded by the engineer, and it was a fight between Ian McKay and the drummer. Yeah. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. They also, in um, Straight Edge, they uh, they made Ian say, I don't. Like, that was a big sticking point, because the other members were like, we do, uh, okay. we want to do this, but you, if you're saying it, like, that's you... And it just, yeah. you know, it kind of became this infight and they realized they couldn't like the idea they wanted to present just got so cut and dry um, that it it, it it kind of evolved into something that then became the, you know, I would say like puritanical like idea of, oh, you can't nothing like you can't right. do it. You can't right. do any drugs. You can't, you know. You have to be vegan. You have to not right. drive a car. Like it, it, it's it a little always, culty. It always gets into that level, mm-hmm. right? There's always people who are going to yeah. take it to it's the next. It's going to get taken to the next level. Level, and as for, in as in any cult. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So then, what's he going to do? <laughs> so they just right. I guess quit. <laughs> right. Start Fugazi. Start Fugazi. <laughs> or there was some other bands in between, right? Uh, um, actually, no teen idols. Minor threat. He might have been in one other band. I'm not, but I think it pretty much was Fugazi. I, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm embarrassed to say that I had not really heard that bro- that broken down before. I mean, I knew that I knew the um, significance of the X's on your hand, obviously. Um, you know, from just being in clubs, but um, see that. Now, I mean, that's a new perspective, and I, I, I mean, I see it as like a brave move to like break with tradition of like everybody around you yeah who's like trying to carry on this you know this like you know sloppy rock and roll right tradition and that couldn't that couldn't have been easy no it definitely wasn't i mean they got made fun of by husker do would throw like 
aspirin on the <laughs> on the stage. Oh God, sure, I'm sure. Uh, it was like Dead Kennedys invited him to their oh house one time, and like he just like made sure that he had a bunch of friends smoking bongs in like one room. So oh my God, just to it, fuck with him. Oh yeah, I mean everybody, you know, you know, we're like, uh, you know, calling him out and and kind of being. Like, like you do the fucks, you know, like they're punks, right? So yeah, I mean, yeah. they want to fuck you, with them. If you want to be a dick about it, sure. sure. Yeah. That's what you would do. Sure. I mean, TV party by Black Flag. I, I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's like, right. Totally. That's what, yeah. That's um, such an anthem for like everything that straight edge is not. Yeah. Circle jerks. Like I said, circle jerks and Black Flag. Um, You know, they, they, what do we know about partying or anything else? You know, I don't know. I do like this record a whole bunch. I didn't know like uh, that Ian McKay was like the origin of straight edge. Yeah. Like, he was like, we have, we have this, we have the edge of being straight. <laughs> like, I never knew that's where it came from. <laughs> it's wild. We got an edge over you. Hey, here we are in our forties learning shit about, <laughs> about, uh, no, eighties punk rock. I mean, I always, it's like one of those things where it, yeah, I res- I really respect them for a band that saw something and they just said, "Not us." Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and for being kids too and making that kids, that, yeah. that decision think, yeah. too is like pretty pretty crazy. And I think that's a big part of it. You know, growing up and you're like, you can't get into the shows, you can't get into the bars, and he, I mean, still to this day, I. I don't know if Fugazi's ever going to play again, but they always, always, always minor threat. And any of his bands have always played all ages shows, no right. matter where they go, no matter right. what it is. If, if it's a bar and kids under, you know, can't get in, then they won't play. Right. It's, it happened a couple of times when minor threat was playing and they said, Oh no, we won't let minors in. They said, screw it. We're done. Like we won't play this show. We'll just go across the street find another place. Did they uh, see that's yeah. part of our name? Right. Did you see her name on the yeah. ticket? <laughs> Minor <laughs> threat. <laughs> uh, I do respect them too for the low ticket prices. They always want to, they wanted to keep the ticket prices as low as possible. I think I saw Fugazi, you know, years ago and it was like, God, it was so cheap. I want to say it was like $12. Yeah. $15. I knew that about Fugazi. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It like, it still blows my mind. But yeah, Minor Threat was like $8 when it was, when they played with a uh, pill, uh, public image limited, Ooh. it was, uh, at a Halloween show and they, um, they wanted to charge like $13, 13, $14. And they're like, no, yeah, they did not want to do that, but that's a weird bill. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right. Oh my God. Um, the funny thing though, is when, uh, Ian was so excited because obviously, you know, John want, uh, Leiden, uh, was, you know, going to be there and going to perform oh, and no. everything. And he was so excited. He was like, don't cool. meet your heroes. This is cool. And then yeah. he, uh, they played their show. And then afterwards he, uh, went to the back and he went backstage and then he, the door like opened and he realized a limo had just pulled up with Leiden and McKay saw, and he was like, quote, they weren't even at the fucking show. Those fucking assholes. <laughs> oh my God. And so to this day, Ian McKay has made it like a point to see the bands that open the for, openers for his other bands. Yeah. That's very cool. That's, that's admirable. That's very admirable. Yeah. 
that takes a lot of um when you're on the road that takes a lot of <laughs> yeah, fucking that's a lot. yeah that's a lot to ask of someone but i'm sure through these practices and these um you know these ethics he's definitely found a lot of artists to sign to his independent label which we should also talk about which yeah is discord like, this discord. all comes out discord which is like you know the one of the greatest like still running independent labels more independent than many other successful label can really say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they still, I mean, sell CDs for dirt cheap. Yeah. All their albums are had a very reasonable price. I mean, cheaper than like any other label. And there's there's always like a, a label on the back that was like if you are if 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 there's a price tag on this on this CD for like more than like X amount of dollars like please call Discord right now or whatever I thought that was... don't buy it just call Discord <laughs> I never knew that Ian McKay was involved in Discord Records I feel kind of like oh, I always yeah. respect Discord Records yeah oh yeah. yeah it's all him well it's him and Jeff right but he's always been the face of yeah. The, fun, the funny thing too is they had that that house called the Discord House, which he bought when you know when they were starting up Minor Threat, and he still lives there. Like it's still the thing. That's wild. Is that is it is that like Discord headquarters? Yeah, I mean technically, they now they uh, when they first were starting, they were selling tons of albums. Right, he's they sold uh, thirty five hundred of uh, Out of Step in a week. But the problem, they, they ran into a problem because they would send these out to the distros and the distros had, you know, a delay time from when they sold the albums and gave the money back because distros work in a way that it's, I think right. it's monthly that they send a check and they're like, okay, we sold all these albums. Here's your check right. for it. And they needed to press more records. So they actually, um, this is Weird fun fact. I don't even know why I know it, but they needed money. Started pressing them with like stones yeah. <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> they were contacted by Southern Records um, who were had had distribution overseas. And because they were affiliated with the with the band Crass, who basically built up Southern records overseas. Southern records says, Hey man, we'll, we'll do discord. Like we'll dis, we'll do the distro on discord records. We will pay you, you know, immediately we will give you money. And that basically became the friendship up until this day. Southern records still does distro for discord records because of, because of minor threat selling records and uh, they found a, f- a friend overseas. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So, yeah, I mean, say what you will about Minor Threat. You can hate them or whatever, but they're, yeah, Discord Records, Southern Records. I mean, they that's an independent idea that they did not go through any sort of sound scan, major label, whatever. Right. right. I love it. It's very cool. It's it's I mean it's a it's a it's a refreshing tale in the uh, punk rock canon of you know what you what you think you should or shouldn't do or can and can't do like it's it's I think it's really cool. Yeah, I was I was trying to debate on with whether or not even though I'm a fan of Minor Threat I think they're they have some good songs I was like I don't know if this should be in the book maybe I mean yeah. for me like Black Flag Damage I was like absolutely. 
but I mean, when it comes to, again, when it comes to influence and when it comes to sort of defining that nineties, like hardcore punk, it, minor threat did a lot of that. So it's hard to, it would be hard to leave them out, I guess. The no fucking thing's a little weird, right? <laughs> That's the most culty part to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they saw some they saw some people at that Zeppelin concert, half are conscious, they, like doing are, it. Are they Jedi, like they can't. I mean, fuck. No, no, no. It's nothing like that. It's just like we don't build our lives around like. It, it's basically they're like we're not bros trying to like horn dog the. I, I I don't know how to explain that what would you say they're not frat guys like trying to sleep with every lady they meet that that to me does it does feel like a bit weird and preachy um because it ha- but i don't know i get it i mean it, more of like an idealistic in an idealistic sense of like you know if 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 you're not out getting fucked up yeah at at the show at the bar at the club and you know doing drugs and getting wasted then you're probably not going to be having you're probably not going to be going home with someone at the end of the night because you're going to go home before people go do that yeah so it, I, I mean I, I can in some scenarios i can see that being true yeah to to me i yeah when i perceive that too it's funny you say that kyle because to me that again i think that results in the idea of sex drugs and rock and roll right so sure. if you're yeah. rejecting sex, drugs, and rock and roll, what is that sex? It's kind of all in the yeah. And they, old they all come together. So it's not that they can't have sex. It's not that they won't. I, I think that's a completely free, and it's just that their lives don't re- revolve around like trying to meet and screw people, trying to get wasted at the club and going home with somebody. Yeah. So. But it does. You're absolutely right. And maybe that's just because we're American and we have this like weird (laughs) puritanical, like strange ideas about sex. (laughs) There's definitely there's definitely a puritanical element. I I, I can't I can't lie. It's just kind of it does kind of float around. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like straight edge is. Yeah, it's weird. Don't get me wrong. a, A preachiness, a preachy, preachy element, which. Probably, you know, I could be, I'm probably putting that in my own experience from yeah, having experiences from with, with people who are like living and dying by the edge, you know, like who were like, I thought they were really mean to me, <laughs> you know, like gr- gr- growing up where I, in you know, they, it got to a level where it's like, okay, so you, instead of you just doing your own thing, you hate people who are going out and, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doing sex drugs and rock and roll just seems like that was certainly not the intention also but you have to there's an element of that you probably have to also think 
Ian McKay was what 17, 18 at, at the time. For sure. So no, for sure. Weird. Which I, which I, which I, which I think is really cool. I'm a little surprised that he stuck with it <laughs> for so like, I mean, now what, I mean, is he, he's 55, 60 now. Is he straight edge? thought he got stoned he all the time now. Well, I'm not sure about that, but, okay. but, but you know, the fact that it's still out there. Oh, that the, so, the so movement. Strongly, yeah. Of know, straight edgeness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. What would you say about that? I don't know. I feel like I am. I think we're too old to maybe know how. <laughs> Is it a movement? Because all I, re- I mean, it obviously was for us in the '90s in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew tons yeah. of straight edge kids. Oh yeah, yeah. They put little X's in their AOL handles. Yeah, I think it. I think we saw more than most, probably. And yeah. It was judgy. Because we got the early internet. It's unfortunate. Let's just say that. (laughs) It's a weird thing to, I don't know. I I like to take this album on its own merits. Yeah. um, After hearing it for the first time a couple weeks ago. And I I do really like this album. You know, I don't want to get hung up on the straight edge thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Maybe we can bring that back up when we get to Fugazi. Which is another (laughs) band I've never listened to. Yeah. That'll be fun. I think all I would say is the intention was it was like a it was like a thesis, right? And sure. then of course whenever yeah. you present something like that, people are just gonna take it any way they want to. So Totally. And I you know, I'm sure within weeks or months of the beginning of it, it probably took on its own fucking, you know, situ- you know, life it absolutely life of its did. own. I mean So I get that. McKay even was like I you know, like this is not what I wanted, but yeah. obviously hmm. you guys go, go get laid, <laughs> go get drunk. I don't know about, I don't know if he was, a. am sure not saying that, <laughs> but obviously he was like, shit. Was yeah. he? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, according to this band must be your life. I mean, he obviously, you, you think he's some sort of Moby Zen Buddhist over there? Hey, I'm just dipping my toes in the water over here. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for this ride. Yeah. Judging um, Ian McKay volume one. I do like minor threat. I mean, okay, let's break it down. Not to carry this on, but sure. if you saw, if you saw one of your peers who was like, I mean, we know him, uh, not, not like straight friends, but like, in college, when you saw a guy who was always like hitting on the ladies, trying to go home with the ladies, like, what did you think? Did you judge that person? Man whore. Straight up. And when you saw someone who was well, like. I mean, it depends on what, like, was he taking advantage, trying, yes. trying to take advantage of these ladies. Yes. He had a backpack. Oh, well, hell yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Fuck and when you dude. saw, when you saw someone who every, every night was like plastered. Couldn't talk to on drugs. Can't ever have a conversation with can't ever have a conversation that they'll remember. I mean, let's not let's not say that we are not judgy in that context. I mean, I would absolutely not be friends with those people. And I think that for me, that's what the straight edge, you know, element meant. 
Now, for other people, that. it yeah. probably means something completely different and whatever. Uh, but for me, it was like, yes, I I get it because those people are shitheads and I don't want to be a shithead. Or that's just not a scene that you want well to be said. hanging out in. Yeah. Nobody likes skeezy dudes. I do like this album. I mean, I, me too. Hey, Kyle, this is a good album. This is really good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was super impressed with like how intricate some of the songs were. Like, and and I think like you guys were saying, like the 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 two guitar, the element of this of the second guitar definitely impressed me from what I had previously heard. Um, which is only a couple songs that like some friends of mine used to fucking play all the time. But yeah, I'm I'm I I have to I have to definitely be uh, positive on this one for sure. Yeah, I would go positive as well. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely positive. Yeah, it's just good. It's good tight playing too. I think that's really what does it for me. That I, I can't get into some of the other hardcore bands. Is it, it, it gets a, like a slight bit sloppy. Not to say that you know right. this is perfect, but I mean that that drumming is pretty crisp. I was going to say, I would listen to an isolated track of just the drumming. <laughs> so fucking exciting. Man, yeah. I watched I a mean, lot of live footage of, of a minor threat after listening to this. and Yeah. Oof. Yeah. They can that little dude can pound those drums. Yeah. That's, I think, yeah. Jeff Niel- Nielsen is, is like a, he's the backbone. So obviously they were, you know, contemporaries or, you know, just you know, followers of bad brains. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And then on the West coast, you have circle jerks mm-hmm. and black flag. Oh yeah. What was, I, I feel like I understand what, what, what kind of drove the, the Cal, the California bands to like get a little like heavier probably. Yeah. But, but I guess I've never really understood what made like bad brains and, yeah. My, and like minor threat, like go this direction. It was Black Flag. So Black Flag. Black Flag. Yep. They did a tour. They were the original Road Dog tour of just unknown, uncharted territory. I mean, it's been quoted by many punk bands. Did Black Flag play here? And if oh, yeah. the answer is yes, then the punk bands will play at that club, right? Because they know what's up. So Black Flag right. had a... They're like the first band like that to get like all yeah. around the country and... Yeah. Like the Velvet Underground. Yeah. Like Velvet Underground. Like Greg Ginn was just like, we're doing it and we're <laughs> we're just going to go into the great unknown of clubs that will have us. Ohio. And we'll, <laughs> we'll figure it out. And once we figure it out, other bands will follow us, right? So they go to the East Coast. Bad Brains, who, I mean, uh, had their own thing going on. Um, it, but it was not, I don't think it was as ruckus, you know, as like the hardcore scene obviously bad brain sees them they you know that spawns them to do their thing it's like a sex pistols moment exactly yep yep and so that happens and then minor threat who uh you know ian was in teen idols and teen idols uh was was watching some of these bands but they weren't quite there yet and they saw bad brains they saw black flag and they were excited you know shaved their heads with the <laughs> dog clippers and we're like, this is it. Hardcore punk. Like we're into it. We're, this is no longer an, 
like this is this is reality this is no longer like an idea we know what we like what we're going to do now and that's that's what happened in bad rains actually they went out to the west coast after minor threat had you know effectively disbanded and people were asking for minor threat because they had heard the albums they'd heard straight at you know they'd heard all these songs and so bad brains were the ones who you know came back and were like you got to do it like you have to make this album happen so they actually in effect this album this album yeah so this is their return in 1983 um because they started in 1981 uh they had they they broke up just because it was you know they they basically were just like not quite getting along and the the shows were okay but you know they were getting fights all the time and people were always getting on stage and it just got kind of tiresome you know like which you can imagine being in a hardcore punk band is is a lot of work (laughs) beating like either getting beat up or beating people up every night and and just you know that whole that whole scene um and then yeah bad brains was like being sober yeah (laughs) being sober and have to watch all those bands um but then bad brains said you guys have to do it like this people want you like they're clamoring for minor threat to, to play more music. Damn. And so that's how this album got, uh, that's fucking crazy. Got created. And then of course from, you know, this band, it's like youth brigade and all those other hardcore punk bands. Craziness. We just, Jackson, do you remember when our bands went on tour? <laughs> how could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> how could I forget? So much turd burgling. With a lot of turd burgling, had a lot of fun though, <laughs> many many times. Yeah. All right. Sure. Positive for me. So good. Very positive. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Can't wait for some Fugazi. Although I have no idea when we're gonna get there. Next time we'll be talking about Van Halen, 1984. Oh shit! So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>